Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. It's doing something different that is going to give you a different result to the one that you've got at the moment. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode of Mindset Monday, we're speaking with property and life coach Jill McIntyre. We delve into the topic of getting out of your comfort zone and why it is so important to push yourself to take a chance, why taking little steps is often better than taking big steps, strategies you can use to build confidence and much, much more. McIntyre talks to us about an example in her life when she was pushed out of her comfort zone. Getting out of our comfort zone, I think if I look back when I was struggling over many, many years after my husband died and and things seemed to be a mess around me for a long time, it was about a different way of thinking that I had to incorporate how to move forward in life. And the big thing was I didn't have the tools back then or there wasn't the support system back then to do it. And so little by little, we take on little snippets like these Mindset Mondays are of what can I take away from this Mindset Monday that's going to help me when I'm challenged or I need to get out of my comfort zone and to move forward. And as time's gone on, it doesn't mean that I don't, even at the level of where I am today, and I'm sure you're the same, um, Karen, it doesn't mean to say with continual growth, we aren't continually having the bar raised to rise above and move forward in what we do, what we're passionate about, which of course is coaching for me and property, uh, mindset and helping other people. But there was even, um, at the moment I'm doing a childcare centre with a a couple of good friends and the three of us are in it. And it's interesting because all of the boxes are ticking or were ticked or are ticked for getting approval. And because we had uh, 18 objectors along the way that came along uh, and no, they didn't want a childcare centre there, we went ended up going to a full council um, hearing. And that became very uh, political, very emotional, and we were pipped on the post. And so now we're heading to V-Cut in March. But this comes back to the comfort zone. When the three of us all came out of that meeting, it was not what we expected because we ticked all the boxes. We ticked council's boxes. We'd done all, all the things that we should have done according to council. And getting out of our comfort zone very much that I worked that I wasn't feeling comfortable with walking out of that place with the decision where it was. But it was out of my hands, so I had to start to introduce what was I going to do to move forward. 
because if I didn't get out of my comfort zone of, well, it was really uncomfortable zone, but this is where we stay when things aren't um, working for us. If I didn't bring in a different way of thinking, Tyrone, I would have still been stewing over that days and days later. And all I can think of is, okay, we've got all of the facts lined up. What are we going to do now? So virtually I do a shift when I'm challenged about knowing that I've got to move out of my comfort zone, but also there's a big part of me that doesn't want to move out of my comfort zone, I automatically put it in, okay, this is the problem, what's the solution? And then once my mind goes into solution mode, it is automatic. And that was a hard one to take on years ago when I was really uh, struggling mentally, physically and emotionally after my husband died for many, many years and my children were having their own nightmares along with all of these sorts of things too. We've got to really keep on coming back to us being in control of our own mind that is going to flip a situation of growth or something that's not working. And usually it's to get out of our comfort zone, which quite often is a discomfort zone, but we don't realise that at the time. We find out about her situation with VCAT and some of the potential roadblocks she's facing with that. Just for those that are listening in, VCAT, um, I'm in Melbourne, and VCAT is uh, the Melbourne entity of the Higher Powers and Council uh, in uh, New South Wales and Queensland. It's called the Land Environment Court. And it's not a cheap exercise to go there. So just that's a little bit of background on the side tone of what we need to do there. Um, so coming back to what was your question about moving out of our comfort zone more, what were the things that challenged me? What were some of the things that were challenging? At the time, yes, the unfairness of it too. We had all the boxes ticked. And obviously, there's been lots of things through life for every one of us. And for me, you know, going through the last 20-odd years of the ups and downs of, of, of growth and things with my children and coming out the other end, there's been lots of things that I feel haven't been fair and the decision, the end decision, wasn't fair. And I'm sure a lot of people listening in can relate to what I'm talking about, but there's been things happen in and around them or in the work environment or with properties or with things that people have said that haven't been fair. The outcome didn't go according to how it should have gone for my perception because we had all the boxes ticked, say, with, with our decision here. And so automatically the old experiences that I'd had that had created the unfairness automatically cropped up again. It's like a pinprick of something that happens to us 20 years ago. Um, you know, I, I don't know, some of you uh, are probably aware I had a franchise business and I, um, many years ago when, after my husband died because I needed to get out and make more money and property wasn't on the agenda at that stage. And getting into the franchise business, it was just something I was so passionate about and I had a, I taught bread making and yeast um, or yeast product cooking um, situations with um, a very big retail shop. And from day one, we were taken to the cleaners by our franchisors. And 
Within about three years, I was between a rock and a hard place. I couldn't move forward and sell the business because there was no money. Never taken any money out of it, of any great shakes. I couldn't um, pull out and just say that's it because I had a massive overdraft. I was up to my neck in debt. And so five of us banded together uh, and approached the ACCC to come on and uh, work with us on um, unconscionable behaviour against a franchisor. And this really rattled my cage, Tyron, big time, because it was went for 12 months or so as it, with any litigation. And the bottom line with all of this was I had to get out of my comfort zone. Well, I wasn't, didn't have to. I was out of my comfort zone. I was feeling distressed and I was broken into twice by the franchisors and lots of things there that I felt was so unfair because we were doing all the right things. The bottom line was that it took so long for the ACCC to take us on because they'd never, ever contested a franchise um, before. But we won that case for unconscionable behaviour and that law is now in place against other franchises that can go and support them against their franchisors, which is a plus that's come out of it. But what was left with all of that was a shattered deal, absolutely shattered. I I felt as if the plug had been pulled out from me. I felt that... How unfair was all of this? And I think it's the unfairness even with what we were doing with the childcare and going to council. It just pressed that same button. And that franchise was 25 years ago, something 20 years ago or something like that, a long time ago. So we don't ever forget the pain. It keeps on coming up in other things that are similar, but we do learn to manage them differently. We do learn to cope with them differently. Does that make sense? And as soon as that decision came up with uh, the council hearing, that same button was pressed of the unfairness. Those were some amazing stories that McIntyre shared with us. She shares with us why it's important to actually get outside of your comfort zone. Everyone that's listening into this um, podcast, and I'm sure will be thinking about, mm, yep, yep, um, this isn't right in my life. I need to earn more money. I need to, to really step up in property or I need to go and um, work on a different approach at work. We are continually challenged with things that are happening. And what we do is stay in the same position with everything around us, putting up with us because we don't know how to get out unless we fall in a heap or do our, you know, pump it and get angry. And if we could think of things logically and work through, okay, this is where I am at the moment. Yes, I need to earn some more money. And that's what challenged me all those years ago. It was the surge that I needed to bring more money in as a single parent back then to help and support my very young children. And so... When we're challenged, you mightn't be happy with an outcome that you've got at the moment if you're listening in to this and there might be, yes, I want to get into property more. It's certainly the vehicle that I can relate to. What are you going to do about it? 
And it's all right to think, yes, um, in, in news resolutions, whenever they come around, I'm going to make more money this year, I'm going to do something. But what physical strategies have you put into place? What action plan have you taken? And to do this, we've got to change some of our habits. There's no doubts about that to put it into our day. And you and I have both been talking about this earlier before we started, how you start your day off, Tyron, having time um, an hour or so in the morning just for you to work on your mindset and to clear your head and the clarity. I do it every morning as well. And if we don't have a plan to work with, nothing's going to change. But we can have that plan. But unless we take action with that plan, the plan's useless. Having a plan in place is, is really, really powerful and important. But as you said, without the action. And I think the, the biggest issue is, is that a lot of people have roadblocks, just like myself. And I ask myself, what or who could be holding us, holding us back from taking that action? And it'd be actually good to actually talk about that because maybe understanding that subconsciously or understanding it consciously would help us break through that and get out of our comfort zone. It's interesting because I had um, a coffee with uh, a person who got in touch with me on a couple of days ago. We went out and had a coffee. He was interested in coming on board and, and, uh, and being coached by me. And when he went through the number of entities and people that he had bought their product with property, at the end of the time when we were having the coffee and we were talking further, I said to him, would I be correct here? You have done a lot of property workshops. You have bought a lot of packages. He said, yes. I said, well, what? why haven't they been successful or why haven't you been successful in property? And he shook at me. And the big thing is we get the adrenaline going when the person who is selling a product they're telling us all the benefits, benefits, benefits to us. The adrenaline's high. We get excited. Wow, this will be good when I can do this. They buy the product. The product probably doesn't even get open for about 80% of people. We then go ahead and, yes, the next um, 10% will do something well and truly, but it's only about 1% that will be really successful. So what is the ingredient here that we need, Tyron, with what we're doing in moving forward? Don't spend money because something sounds exciting if you're not going to follow through with it. Is that a good way to think about it? Is, is your money better in your pocket or someone else's if you're not going to take action? And action means getting out of your comfort zone. Starting, say, uh, to ring agents and make inquiries, then follow-up calls with them a week later. And then a week later, hey, my name's Jill McIntyre. I rang you a week ago. This is my strategy. Have you got anything in the area? It's about you having a plan, not just doing it once and then expecting a real estate agent to ring you back. That doesn't happen unless they're really, really proactive and a hungry market. That doesn't usually happen. Most most of the times, we have to we have to follow up ourselves. But if I ring them up and I and I also follow it, if I um, went round and met someone and yes, I wanted to work with them, I would certainly um, 
send it with a follow it up with an email. My strategy is buy, reno, subdivide, sell, for example. I'm cashed up. I'm looking for a quick flick deal in the area. I'm looking to um, do a number of them. I'm looking for a motivated agent to work with. End of story. Can I keep in touch with you? And then a week later, I would ring him again. Coming up after the break, we'll continue discussing the topic of getting out of your comfort zone. Little steps to make up the big steps. Why you need to be clear on the motivation behind your actions. You've got to work out why you're doing this too. Your why factor is very important. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Mindset Monday on Property Investory. It is so important to be consistent and create that habit within your life and once you do that, it becomes a normal action. It's creating a habit and it takes us 66 days to create a new habit but first of all, we've got a plan on what we need which is the habit to change but the first 21 days of that habit are the hardest because our ego is fighting against it, our time restraints in in our old life are fighting against us. Uh, We haven't got the motivation. We haven't got the fire in our belly. To get out of our comfort zone, there has to be a fire in our belly or there has to be a reasoning why you are going to push through your pain barrier or comfort zone. And there has to be consistency that goes with it. A lot of people often think about diving into property investing but never actually take that leap of faith. We delve into some of the steps that you can take to finally break out and dive right in. What we try and do, you know, it's funny when I first um, start with a client, I'll say I'll work on, I want to know the overall of where they are in a preliminary assessment and I'll look at their goals and their, right, my goal is to make $5 million by the time I'm whatever age, which is, you know, two years ago, two years away type stuff. And if we... Yes, it's good to have a big goal or it's something to work towards. But I very much believe in the drip system. (laughs) If we can start small and build a firm foundation, that then takes us all the way forward for what we want to do. If we don't have that firm foundation, we lack in confidence because little by little, a lot of you listening in will be saying, yes, but I don't know how to meet other people. I haven't got any money. How can I find money partners? Um, I don't know the first thing about property other than I live in one um, type stuff. And where are you going to start or what are you going to do? And all of your podcasts are a fabulous entity tone for people to come back and learn from. You also expose people to a network of people, if that makes sense. You interview people, you talk to people, even you and I talking. And I'm open if people want to ring me up at times or email me would be the best way to follow through and, hey, I've got a problem and where do I go from here? And coaching mightn't be what you want right now, but it is about even getting out of your comfort zone to send that email. It's doing something different that is going to give you a different result to the one that you've got at the moment. You don't always have to jump straight into the deep end. McIntyre encourages us to take small steps and ease into the process. Little steps make up the big steps. 
And it's interesting. Um, I've got a journal. Um, I love my journal. I wrote in it yesterday. I don't do it every day. I don't need to. And it's there for my goals and my intentions that I do on a regular basis, my, my intentions. It's there for my ahas. It's there if I'm challenged. It's there for the exciting. It's there if I listen to a podcast and it's got, um, you know, some gold information for me there. But it's also very, very good. As we move forward and we grow, we can forget where we were six months ago. And that might sound strange, but we get caught up with the growth moving forward and the new um, area that comes into our life. It is so good to document where we are today. Where am I going to be next week? Where am I going to be the week later? And then to look back at any point in time and think, gee, that's where I was six months ago. And I do this a lot with clients every now and again when they feel, oh, gee, they haven't been making massive moves and, and yes, they haven't got to their, well, they don't talk to me about five million initially after the first session, but they haven't made the money that they originally thought that they would. But what they're doing is we're working on multiple streams of income. We're working on the foundation. We're working on them feeling very differently about how they approach things, the confidence level that they go in, that they can magnetise people into them because they're standing up with confidence to be able to move forward. And this all starts from the pinprick believing that you can do it because that your first steps in change are your most difficultest. And at the end of the day, congratulate yourself even if you took a couple of steps forward with growth because they're the hardest. Would you agree with me there? It was. Is it easier for you now, Taryn, in moving forward and even your streams of income and getting into properties, is it easier for you now than what it was five years ago? It's a level of action and also a level of change in the mind as well too because to actually jump into any deals that are like over say 300, 400,000 was a fear for me because I'm thinking how, what would happen if I lost that money? And then jumping into deals that are 600 and million dollars and so forth, it's, it's getting used to that fact and for me, it was the, those kind of fears and those barriers. But I think just taking small little steps to make the course, to actually speak to people, to learn from each other, and then just to build that confidence that other people say that, you know, you've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience to actually jump into it now, you know, has, has given me that confidence to do it. And that's the thing. I was really, really scared and afraid because I started off with, with very little money and said to myself, look, you know, I'm going to try and build this up, but I don't know where to start. And it, it's that filling that gap, that void that we've just been talking about and stretching yourself to that comfort zone. And every day, just by doing little by little, you build that confidence. And that's what I feel like I've done. As you're each listening to this podcast, what are you going to take from this podcast? What are you going to do about it? Don't just keep on thinking about it and have an affirmation, I'm going to really get into property more, I'm going to get into property more. That's useless. If you don't believe in your heart and soul and take action, you haven't taken ownership of that affirmation. So it is about setting a plan out and the hardest one is believing in yourself that you can do it. That's a hard one. And once we start to 
it's all right to think, yes, they could do it. They've got that skill set or they're good at communication or they're good at something else. Bring it all back to you. Every one of us have got specialties in certain areas and skill sets and strengths. Identify them and use them. And I used to hate public speaking. I used to be petrified. Now, my happiest place would be up on stage presenting. And so things can change, but you've got to get... I was out of my comfort zone when I was initially asked to come and present on a regular basis with my early mentor on property after a couple of years that I've been with him. Absolutely petrified. And for days before, my stomach would be churning, um, tired, and it would be, oh, do I have to go? Do I have to go? And the stronger part of me was saying, of course you're going to be there. Of course you're going to be there. But the pain in the the base of my stomach was saying, no, you don't need to go there. And it was a continual challenge and that took me a long time to get up and be viewed by about 80 people every six weeks at a property five-day property workshop. It was pretty fearsome um, and I signed in the deep end. But did I allow myself to give up? And that's a big question you've got to ask yourself. If it gets too hard or you feel that you're going to be moved out of your space that you don't feel comfortable with, what are you going to do? Are you going to stop? Or are you going to look at property and say, for example, yes, my first deal is going to be a small deal and I'm setting myself the uh, challenge that within 12 months I've made another or I've made 70000 out of a property deal or 50000 Start small. It might be that you getting into a deal with sweat equity, which is no money but your skill set, you're going to get into that deal with sweat equity and that be your contribution and you're going to roll the sweat in your sleeves up and you're going to do it part of the reno or you're going to be doing research on where to look and comparables. Whatever your strength is, if you're um, very good on figures or negotiating, Find out what it is and identify it and then go and sell that point to someone else and if you haven't got money, use it as sweat equity. Hey, I'd like to walk beside you. And it might be for the first deal that you purely walk beside someone else while they're doing a deal just to learn the ropes because the practical experiences are the absolutely gold to us and that's where we learn our, our ups and downs of what I'm doing, what we do. It's really interesting that you say that because it's just basically taking action. You know, as you said, start small with that small deal. But if you're like, you know, taking action on doing something to present to other people, meeting other people and also saying that you could potentially be in the sweat equity in that deal, then at least you're getting out of your comfort zone to take action because it's it's worse to not do anything and just say, look, you know, it's not for me. It's all about the more that you can do it, You've got to work out why you're doing this too. Your why factor is very important. Why do you want to earn more money or why do you want to get into property? Money isn't the be-all and end-all. Yes, it makes life very much easier for us to have money. It's hard when we have money, got money, and I've been there too. So I know both sides of the, the spectrum. But the thing is that money is purely a tool. It's what we've got to do 
you have a look at all of these people, do you think Richard Branson or any people at his level, do you think they're driven by money or do you think they're driven by motivation and the excitement of what they do? I think it's more about the motivation and excitement because the, the money is a product or the result end result of what they've achieved. So if you're passionate as maybe a violinist or or a musician or you know whatever hobby that you're interested in, whether it be could be you know skiing or whatever it is, that will show through, and eventually that will actually come back as a reward, whether it be monetary, whether it be some emotion, whether it be you know I don't know fame, whatever it is, it will eventually come back to whatever you want to receive, and. It sounds, sounds pretty much like what we talked about Richard Branson. I've got a beautiful client um, who is uh, does heartfulness meditation. And I just love our sessions. And at the end of it, he's doing a rooming um, in Brisbane and also in um, Shell Harbour in New South Wales. And he's got businesses and things like that. But he's also a very spiritual um, guy that I just love his face. And... It was interesting in a couple of sessions ago, he said to me, money has never been my main driver. And I thought, what an interesting thought that he had. He said, it's been the passion in me that has allowed me to grow in um, IT, that he's got uh, interest and major interest there, in property, in all that he touches. But he said, funnily enough, the money turned up. And I'm not saying we can't live without money because we do need money. But how over much or how how do we overthink about I've got to make more money, I've got to make more money, I've got to make more money, and we get caught up in the money bit instead of taking out, okay, I'm going to go and do dog walking. And with dog walking, I can get $25 a dog every day and I'm going to build up a little dog walking business and around what I'm doing, I could walk at 6 o'clock in the morning and make an extra couple of hundred bucks a week or something. And I've got a client that's done just that with his 11-year-old son. And in the first month that they started this little dog business, they made a thousand dollars, and they have two animals. They do. They have a, a dog come in, or animals come in, and they mind animals in their domestic house, and they have two at a time. They are booked up now for months ahead, and Riley is only eleven years of age, and to have a guinea pig, it's I think sixteen dollars a night for a guinea pig, <laughs> and it just about being creative, and this all started because he had to uh, have talk about a dog at school and he didn't have a dog. So my client, Dad, said, what about um, we go and do some dog walking and then you can write on dog walking. And so all the way along, I'm working with this client on what he's going to do with a product to help move forward and he's got a business and bringing in $1,000 a month on walking dogs and looking after, you know, guinea pigs and things like that in a domestic house. So it's about being creative. Don't give yourself permission to be creative. And a lot of people aren't creative. But start to write and, and brainstorm and 
if you put it down, what's going to evolve from it? And start to think and in, increase your circle as going as you're going round as to how it can happen. So you know it, it's exciting, and once you get the bug um, of the drip feeding, uh, it just becomes a way of life that you wouldn't go back to the old life. Thank you to property and life coach Jill McIntyre on this episode of Mindset Monday on Property Investory. If you'd like to buy her upcoming book called Coffees with Jill, simply SMS your email and name to 0499 88 40 to register your interest.